Hi, and welcome to episode nine of the Happy Raccoon Podcast. I can't believe it. We made it to episode nine. I'm just, again, so happy that you're here listening. I really appreciate it. Um, welcome if this is your first time. If you're back for more, welcome again. Uh, this episode, I have my great friend Mike Mullen on the podcast. He and I talk about a lot of different things, everything ranging from his time working in the Pentagon to the story of his daughter Mandy, with who has a very rare disease. Uh, and their journey through that and how God has been working in their lives. And he even puts me on the hot seat and asks me a handful of questions. So check this episode out. I hope you guys enjoy it. And head to happyraccoon.net to learn more about this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an episode that is one to remember. I've been wanting you to get on here since before this thing yes. was born, yes. and I'm excited that you're here. I dodged you for a while. Yeah, you, well, <laughs> you have so many excuses to dodge me. Um, yeah, the the two kids excuse, which yeah. is one of the best excuses. Like, since becoming a dad, I love that I have like the the kids excuse because young kids um, too. So it's, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. How how like how old are your daughters? Uh, four and two. Four and two. Yep. Okay. So what are they like? How far apart are they? Besides two years, how many months? Oh, uh, not meant like two weeks from that. So I mean, that both oh, okay. in October. So it's it's really nice. Joint birthday parties. Nice, every time. very cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, my girls are twenty months. I think twenty months. Okay. Yeah. Because so, what? Haven's three. Yeah. Uh, no, Haven's two. Not even two yet. Oh, not she'll, even two yet, man. No, she'll okay. be two wow. in uh, June. Okay. I knew that. I'm trying to calculate in my head. Yeah. I saw that I was trying to guess my daughter's birthday. <laughs> okay, but I knew that. Um, Gosh, yeah, but thanks for coming on, Mike. Yes. Um, you're a super great guy, and I just love to have <laughs> love like, getting to know you. Um, where are you from originally? So I, I'm from the area okay. around here. So Great Bend, Pennsylvania okay. is where I grew up. So that's you know, just across the border pretty much. Nice. Um, yeah, so high school all through there, and, and uh, I started college up here too. So Where'd you go to college? Binghamton University? Yeah, I did one year at Binghamton. Uh, then I transferred down to Liberty University. Mm. Um, and yeah, Jerry Falwell School down there. So I graduated from there. Nice. Um, yeah, that's when I started a job up in DC and kind of went from there. Very cool. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me how many people went to Liberty. Like <laughs> from I know, up here. yeah, from everywhere though. Uh, okay. Like yeah. I know people in California that took off to Liberty. Yeah, okay. I know people from Michigan that took off to Liberty. Yeah. Like Liberty, like really sucks in a lot of people. They like, do. Their admissions department is. Yeah. is killer i guess they, yeah they do i mean it's, it's a big school too so you get a lot of people from everywhere yeah but uh yeah i know it's popular this, this area is kind of a big deal too because it's, yeah. it's warmer it's did you and john ever like almost interested? never i think i don't know if we just missed Dang. just missed that it or something so like that i know I th- I think it's a big enough school it. you probably wouldn't have used yeah i think it's I if it's twenty thousand or something yeah. around that range yeah so it's, it's kind of big but yeah, we just missed yeah each other. shout out to john from episode two john gross uh yeah you know john and angel love you and so i'm sure they'll be listening to this episode <laughs> as well um he, he uh, says he listens to everyone we'll see but we'll see. john's john's too uh, busy for that He's got better things to do. <laughs> I don't think, I, I genuinely don't think that I expect every person to listen to every episode. I'm thankful for the I amount have. of listens that we, we... I have. Have you really? Every, oh, everyone. Which, which one's been your favorite so far? 
I mean, the Jen was a, just a no Jen the best of all of them. Yeah. So it's just, it's funny to see he's got facial expressions that still that just kind of. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. Um, John's the best. Yeah. But he's. I like, I like John. Yeah, he's he's my Anglican ace in the <laughs> ace of my, my sleeve. I've never yeah, actually said it before. Uh, yeah. but I want to start calling him my Anglican ace of my sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I was texting him the other day. That robe, it still gets me when I see that. I don't know, his little, his garb that he wears. I know, this isn't uh, it trippy? I want him to like yeah. just come over with that on. Yeah, I, know. I don't think it's like, I don't know if that's it's how it works. It's gotta be. Yeah, yeah but no, I, um, we were, he and I were texting the other day. And I was sharing with him how it was his fault that um, I had been losing a bunch of weight because <laughs> yeah. of a comment that he had made to me. Yeah. yeah. And I said, like, like you're my Anglican personal trainer. <laughs> and, I, and I looked and I tried to, like, include a picture with that joke. So I looked up Anglican, Anglican. bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what Google caught onto that. Uh-huh. But what appeared in my Google images was just dozens of of like jacked yoked female bodybuilders <laughs> in like tiny little bathing suits but they're just like like super jacked and i'm like close enough what is going on <laughs> in your anglican church <laughs> that, that this is what's going on um but anyways yeah. that's super random but yeah, um right. so good. before we moved to washington dc what did you study at liberty and what are what do you do now yeah so accounting so i started at bington university with accounting as well transferred to liberty Kept with accounting, uh, got a bachelor's in that. Nice. Um, and from there, I kind of knew a lot of accounting jobs, you, you can work long hours, so this time of year is April. <laughs> so it's uh, tax accounting stuff, so people are doing crazy hours. And I, <laughs> you I, ever just like suck water up the wrong Oh, all the time. Yep. <coughs> it's it's really bad timing. Right, sure. <laughs> I've never done that on the podcast before. Take but... care Okay, right. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Hey, that's, take your time. <laughs> it's like, worse when you rush it too. When you swallow it, and you're like, I gotta cover quick. And it just it doesn't yeah, that was me just a second ago. Yeah, <clears throat> I was waiting for my voice to come back. Keep talking, please. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. Good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, accounting. Yeah, uh, exciting topic. So we uh, yeah, you normally do a lot of hours with accounting. So I knew mm-hmm. I kind of wanted something that was less hours. Yeah. Uh, so they have several. Liberty's close to DC, so there's some government jobs there, mm-hmm. and most of them are more 40 hours a week. So that's kind of new. I wanted yeah. to go that realm. Um, cool. Rather than do 60, 80 hours yeah. uh, every week, week in, week out. So. Yeah. So what did you do exactly in D.C.? So in D.C., yeah. So I audited uh, defense contracts. So my, you know, I work for the Department of Defense. Actually, I did an internship in, in the Pentagon. Um, Wait, you actually been inside the Pentagon? Been in the Pentagon. You what have is that to, like? That, it, it, that was pretty cool. I mean, I was 21 at the time, so it was okay. even cooler then. Uh, I had to wear a suit every day, so that wasn't cool. In the summer in D.C., so I was just sweating. And, oh, and, yeah. and it's like a mile or two. Like Once you get in the Pentagon, I was, I forgot, it was like 5E to some furthest point of the mm. Pentagon. And uh, no windows. You're walking like two miles pretty much to get there. So yeah. I was sweating when I show up in my suit and all that stuff. That was a little annoying. Yeah. But it was cool. I mean, seeing like, you know, high-ranking generals all the time walking really? through. I think Ooh. when I was there, they had like a wounded warrior little display in the center part of the pen. That was really cool to see yeah, all those different things cool. and all that stuff. But And like the, I'm sure like the 9-11. Yeah, yeah, so that was, it was post that. Right. One thing that was cool about it. So at, when I was working there, the uh, secretary, the Joint Chief of Staff, well, his name was Michael Mullen as well. What? So, and they have a global email address, yeah. you know, on there. And me and him were both on there. <laughs> I was right below him. So at some point I was hoping someone would be trying to send an email to him saying something like, hey, uh, the nukes are ready to go. <laughs> they, yeah. they would come to me and be like, send them. 
Yeah. <laughs> new. But uh, yeah, it never happened. But it was kind of cool. If, if it were to be anybody screwing up the emails, it would have been Hillary Clinton. <laughs> for sure. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> From her Blackberry at the time or yeah. or something. Yeah. That's at so, home. But yeah, that was. That who was is the, cool. the most important person that you met there if you had met any? Um. I can't say, I mean, a, a general, probably like a three-star or two, maybe not even three, maybe a two-star or something like that. Really and even cool, that though. in passing, it wasn't anything too too crazy. That's still um, really cool, though. And I was an intern, so it's more of a, oh, yeah, the, the intern. Yeah, oh, right. But, uh, but still, yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I bet. But, so yeah. so uh, you ended up here, which is normally <laughs> a question that I get, right? Yeah, yeah right, right. Here. Um, yep. DC Life wasn't wasn't for you, or did you get transferred down here? Or? No, so I, I I requested to come up here because my family is up here. And really, the time I requested was when I met my now wife, hmm. uh, and her whole family is up here. Um, so that that really kind of made an easy choice. And uh, yeah, the DC. So I mean, I, I there's cool things about DC, and then I mean, go up in the city, so you kind of know how. Yeah. After five o'clock, like I knew I can't go to the grocery store right now because it's gonna take like an hour and a half to yeah. get there. Yeah. and all that so that and stuff like that drove me nuts uh the cost of living was crazy yeah. i think a guy i know one of my buddies bought a one bedroom condo and he paid more than he did for a house up here yeah and it was just uh just yeah that's a tough go uh, different lifestyle and all that yeah, stuff but sure. uh, but yeah my family being up here that was the main draw yeah main draw coming back both sides of family so very cool yeah do you miss the the high life of, of high government ranking officials and it, no and then i only had the the pentagon gig for three months and then i was at like a contractor a government contractor site after that which okay. which is fine too but yeah um but yeah no i i much rather much rather be in the area up here very than, cool than DC. so so you got your degree yep. and then you i'm assuming you just applied for an internship yeah they have some people that come to the school um and you do an interview i think it was oh i had to go up there for an interview for that one yeah so i go up there for an interview they're long interviews government interviews are long yeah. um okay. did that and i you know passed that and then they're pretty much yeah, as soon as i graduated i got my cpa right took all the tests right before uh i started my job which was a lot easier to do yeah. so C- cpa you t- there's four different tests you take yeah and you pass those and then you get so many years of experience and become officially certified public accountant wow um and a lot of people do it when they start the job and you're just you're studying every night pretty much huh. so it helped they do that before yeah um but uh yeah, so then after that, I went pretty much went to the job. Graduated in May, started in June or July, something like that. Very so, cool. Right to DC. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. You you do look like you look government. <laughs> yeah, right. Like oh, generic is that <laughs> not like generic? Guy, black hair, you're, like you you're look government. like like the the nice guy that's like lives a couple doors down. But, like, the nice guy that's, like, also snapped someone's neck. <laughs> Mr. Like, Anderson or something. I'm trying to think, like, the best show I could think of where I've seen the, the you guy before is, yeah. like, 24. 24, Jack but, Bauer. You always yeah. mention Jack Bauer. Like, so how's Jack Bauer doing today? Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, yeah. So yeah, I think, like, yeah, you give off some, like, Tony Almeida vibes. Remember, <laughs> do you remember that show? I saw the first season, I think. So that, that was all I saw. What, what I loved about that show, and gosh, I talk about, like, TV shows. TV, I was going to say, it's not reality. I was surprised. Yeah, we're, we're, into, we're into or drama. Is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 24 is nuts because it starts out, right, with, and this is goes back to, like, the, like early the initial, Oh, I remember the first yeah. one, yeah. But the first one's best. But, um, it starts out where like it's got Jack Bauer and his crew, and you yeah. got Nina and Tony, Nina, that's and good. like yeah. they're trying to yeah, take down bit. these terrorists. Like yep. you get like the whole idea of like, you know, you got the government guys and you got the terrorist guys, and you're all for it. Yeah. 
But the show turns nuts, and like all of a sudden, a few seasons later, like Nina like betrays the United States of America and Jack Bauer. Okay. Now she's a terrorist, <laughs> and it's like, why did like, she become uh, a terrorist? Right of all the people. Like what snapped <laughs> in her head? Like she's working for I think it was CTU, right? Counterterrorist, yes. counterterrorist yes. unit. Yeah. Like what yep. snapped in her head though? She's like, you know what? I'm gonna switch the other team. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm gonna blow up the United States of America. And so yeah, Jack's like, now Jack has yeah. to go after Nina. Yeah. And you know, and then and then Tony Almeida's the same thing. Tony Almeida's like, <sighs> you know, if Jack Bauer is Mr. Incredible, then Tony Almeida is Frozone, right? <laughs> So now, <laughs> yeah, so Tony Almeida. Tony, Tony turned too? Yeah, Tony oh. turned as well, like, in wow. season six. Now he becomes a bad guy. Okay. And I was just like, where, where is this show going? And that, like, anyone that works for CTU will eventually become a terrorist. terrorist yeah. Like, counter-terrorist unit could also be, like, terrorist recruiting unit. Yeah. <laughs> everyone that works there, the only one that didn't is... Everyone except Jack Bauer. Yeah, everyone yeah. except for Jack Bauer and Chloe. Oh, Chloe, okay. Who yeah. is, like, you know how, like... Didn't she work the phones or something, or was she... Yeah, okay. I mean, it's the same thing as, like, a Disney movie where there's, okay. like, a formula. Okay. There's, like, the formula is that you have the main character, yeah. and then you have a second main character, but then you also have a quirky, dumb yeah. animal, yeah, um, and then that animal has a little bit slightly smarter sidekick. Okay. So, like, Mo, um, Moana is an example, but, but Mulan is a great example, right, where Mulan. she's the main oh, okay. character, yeah. and then she has... The dragon and the cricket, right? And like Moana has the chicken pig and, the, and the pig. Yeah. It's the simple formula of success in Disney. But yeah, you've cracked the code. I've cracked the code, man. Yeah, and then TV is... has the same thing, right? In that, like, I, and I couldn't tell you exactly the person, but take like um, Criminal Minds. Yeah. Right. You got the guys in the oh, field, and, the, the and then one... you got the person on the phone, yes. and you yep. got Jack Bauer, and then you got Chloe. Yep. And then NCIS, you have that real. Yeah. vanilla looking dude and then you got the girl with like the, the weird hair yes the weird yes yeah. yes yeah. every tv show that you got yeah. you need the comic relief i guess they have to have yeah to something i'm surprised like there hasn't been more like attention like why isn't the girl in the field and the guy that's working the phones like i don't know if i've watched that show i'm sure much. you're insensitive for not knowing it, it, that it does exist already though. yeah probably, that probably already is just unsuccessful I mean, did you see speaking of which we're we're going on a little bit of a tangent here yeah but yeah did you see um have you ever seen the equalizer no, I've seen like the previews or not previews of commercials for them or something okay. like that. We're actually no. pretty decent movies with Denzel okay. Washington. Did you okay. see oh, okay. yeah. that Queen Latifah is the new equalizer? No. <laughs> Swear. No, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So they were okay. like, we need to take the equalizer and we need to make it a woman. And not only a woman, we're going to make it an old, chubby. <laughs> Black are lady. they making her like, sometimes, she sometimes has a gangster role. Like she's like hood. And then sometimes she's. More of like good woman. I won't okay. watch it. All right. All gotcha. I know is that Queen Latifah is now snapping next. The old Equalizer movies are like fantastic, but then they're, yeah. they're making like a TV show series, uh, and yeah. Queen Latifah is now the Equalizer. And I'm All just right. like, it's like when they did, it was like Ocean's Eleven or like Ocean's 12, Twelve, Thirteen. Yeah, yeah, but then they came out where it was like the same thing, but it was like all oh, the women. women. That's right. Yeah. Yep. John Mulaney has a great joke about that. Where yeah. It's like they're being like passive aggressive with one another. It's a really good joke, but. <laughs> Yeah, because everything has to have like a female double for it. But yeah, that movie yeah. was actually pretty decent. Oh, Ghostbusters, too, yeah, did that, but... full credit for sure. Yeah. So, anyways, back to you and your super cool government. Yeah, program, yeah, right. That you proclaim is not that interesting, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, so 
so you got like these contracts that you're auditing people. Do you have any like crazy stories? Like did you put Pablo Escobar behind bars or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, Pablo Escobar? No. Yeah, no no one's gone behind bars. No one's I haven't some people have dealt with even like legal cases. I haven't ever had to go to court. Sometimes you go to court over things, but I, I haven't dealt with that. Hmm. Um, yeah, as mentioned before about the Ma and Pa shop, sometimes that's the closest you get to like, oh, people are getting really jumpy. Yeah. Get the bigger contractors, they got money to, to pay lawyers, to pay teams of people yeah. to handle stuff. But the Ma and Pa's, the, they get some pretty sizable contracts and they're doing some pretty crazy stuff. They're doing a bunch of lab things that are like pretty, pretty crazy. Huh. And uh, so, and they don't know finance stuff. So we normally go in there and say, hey, you know, things aren't really adding up. And uh, yeah, you get someone that freaks out. Or you have someone that's like very defensive and kind of mm. is offended, but the freak out ones, they sometimes cry or, uh, you know, but just, it is what it is. But, yeah. uh, yeah, that's, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Really. It's, uh, gotcha. It, it, I would imagine in this area, like some, some people are like, you know, they want government people coming onto their property. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. more money, you know, taxation is theft type of thing. <laughs> so, yeah. you ever run into anything like, have you ever been like threatened in a threatening situation? Or? No. Most of the time when we come on, we're, we're like, they're, they're told by someone else, like, hey, you, you got this contract and you need to be audited for reasons X, Y, Z. And so it's, uh, you start off really nice, like, hey, guys, yeah. so glad to have you here. We're like, really? Are you okay? Yeah. Um, and, and then you just kind of go through the course of audit. And it, each time it plays out a little bit different. But uh, but no, yeah, I, I haven't had the, uh, you know, oh, government people, we hate the government. Because yeah. they, they're getting a government contract, too. So it's like, yeah. we're paying you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, not, not too much hostility. I don't okay. know well, that's too much. But. I think, um, and it's hard to bring it back to a TV thing. Okay. But have you ever seen? We're gonna do it. Yeah. Have you ever seen Parks and Rec? Oh, oh yeah. I think, and tell me if I'm wrong. I think Ron Swanson's yes. first wife, Tammy. Yeah, Tammy won. She does your job. She, she like, auditor. She came into the office yes. and she said, "You're being audited." Yeah. And hands it an envelope, and I think that's anyway. So you're... yes, yeah, right. So it's a bit similar. She's auditor. I don't know what what type of auditor she was or what's going on there. We had Tammy won. That's yeah. Right. And then she ends up just taking control of all of his finances yep. and tricks him and, yeah, Rod's you know, but, so you're basically Tammy one, which is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's, you're basically Tammy one. So yeah. take me back. You, so, um, I had you fill out a survey before coming on and you shared a, a story that mm-hmm. I could only really piece together, but I think we're going back long before oh, yeah. the days of being in, if it was after being in, uh, you know, work for the Department of Defense, that'll be more oh, No, it's well, well before. But well before, tell me yeah. a story. You basically, uh, you worked at a at a clothing store. Yeah. Which one was it? So Abercrombie and Fitch, which <laughs> that's like. As much as you look like you could work for the government, you look the, like you would work for Abercrombie and Fitch. The tool of all tool places to work. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> oh, I'm going to be pretty cool work at Abercrombie and Fitch. Did that for a whole two weeks, maybe did three shifts at best. And I think there's one I, I was called on. I said, no, I'm not coming on. I quit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so one day I was there. That kind of ended it, I think, for me and them. Uh, I was supposed to work the changing rooms. And it's, it's it's such a simple job. There's no hard job in a clothing store like that. Yeah. You fold clothes, which I was bad at. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I couldn't fold it. That was terrible. <laughs> And anyway, and you watch changing rooms and uh, I was just letting people go in the rooms and out like crazy. I, mm. I, I didn't really care, I guess, at the time. I think I was 18. So I was like, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was changing shifts and someone went in the room and said, hey, there's a bunch of these like the little tags you have on shirts, you know, that mm. it sends off the sensors. Yeah. There was like 20 of them on the oh, floor. No. <laughs> and like, hey, someone just stole hundreds of, of dollars of clothes. I was like, oh, 
All right, well, see. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll fold some shirts now. So I think they had to file a report or something like that, like just in, in their own little turtle thing. Oh, and I, I, I quit pretty quick, and they said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good fit probably for me to quit. I'm like, yeah, I think so. Oh, man, that's but, a uh, And it was such an easy job. I think it's what yeah. made it more embarrassing. It was like, yeah, wow. pretty, pretty easy. And that's... I mean, the, the main job, there's a dude that stood there with his shirt off at the front door bouncing a bouncy ball. <laughs> the whole shift, I'm like, man, this is this is a weird store. This yeah, is a weird is, store. It is a weird store. Yeah. I know. I always feel like whenever I walk by that store or a store like that, I always feel yeah. like I just like I'm, I'm being probed. Yes. Yeah. That's right. like the best way to describe it. That's funny. That reminds me, like, um, I've had a ton of jobs, but yeah. one of my jobs I worked for just a little, tiny little bit, um, part time. I worked at an ice cream place. Yeah, all right. Called Sub Zero Ice Cream. Okay. And it was really cool. And you don't really find these types of places out here. But it was really cool because you would, you would make the ice cream right in front of the customer by using oh. liquid nitrogen. Oh, that yeah, I yeah. It, it was on yeah, Shark not Tank. Not right here, but yeah, yeah. Right. It, was on, it was on Shark Tank. You get the smoke going. And all yeah. Stuff and yeah. Um, but I worked at this place, Sub Zero, and the owner of this ice cream shop was an idiot. Okay. okay. He's, here's an example. The brilliant ice cream owner. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> he was an idiot. And I remember him telling me that his like lifelong dream was to own an ice cream shop. So he bought a Sub-Zero okay. franchise wow. and yeah. placed it in Simi Valley. But he just like ran the thing so poorly. Yeah. So he, um, at one point, we like were running out of like 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 crumbs of Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. And so he told me to take a $100 bill out of the... I'm like a child <laughs> He only take a one hundred dollar bill out of the cash register. Yeah. Walk over to Target, which is right on the road, and okay. buy as many Reese's peanut butter cups as I can get my hands on. Okay. And so I bought like a hundred dollars worth of Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. For cash out of Target, brought it back to the store, opened all of the Reese's peanut butter cups, and then crushed them all up and put them back in our Reese's peanut butter cup because uh, we were out. Like, that's just how that, he ran the ice cream store. Okay. Yeah. Just. Yeah, and then yeah. like we had a meeting one time where he was like. We're not profiting. And I'm like, why are you telling us children? <laughs> children. <laughs> what do you want me to? Yeah, but yeah. anyways, he had a bunch of cameras like, like any other place would, like security okay. cameras, yeah. but none of them worked. And uh, secret, got, secret got out that none of them worked. And so there was just like employees that I would just watch just take like a handful of cash out of the register. Oh, man. And just walk out. Really? Yeah. There was one guy in particular, and I'm not going to say his name. Okay. But he was, quote unquote, the manager Okay. Okay. And for every reason, this ice cream shop guy trusted him. Yeah. But he would just take cash right out of the register. Like, I would watch someone pay. Yeah. And he would just take their cash and put it right in his pocket. <laughs> like, just outrageous stuff. And, like, the way that we did tips was, like, oh, you know, they'd write, like, the tip amount on the receipt. Yeah. And so we'd input that in there. And then we would just be able to take, at the end of our shift, however much tip was added up from those hours and just take it right out of the register. And people would just take cash out of the register. And I never did. Right. Scouts on it. Never yeah, did. Yeah, I promise. Good. But that's I remember great. watching people like just take wads of cash. That's crazy. And I'm like, this poor man had one dream right. to have an ice cream shop. <laughs> Here it is. And now all these children are robbing him blind right. every single day. And I remember one day the lock on the front door broke. Okay. And anyone could just like walk into the store yeah. and just take the register which he would only like empty like once a month. And okay. so it, it had like and thousands, a month a bunch, yeah. thousands of dollars in it. Yeah. And I remember like one day the lock on the on the door broke. And it was like during my shift too. So like, what am I supposed to do? Right. So I called him and he said, I don't know, just leave it. I didn't know what to do. So I called my dad who used to be a police officer. 
and he had me call like the police department and yeah. let them know that like our doors like locked. So they put like a police officer like like on a beat around like the ice cream shop. Anyways, so uh, many stories from from that place. Ice cream shop. The little ice Sub-Zero. cream shop that was you think known. is it still around? You think? One hundred percent because it's so successful. No matter the fact that people are robbing it blind. Really. People loved it because it was wow. when the ice cream was like killer, but also okay. just the experience was well, really a cool, cool thing. Yeah, right. yeah. And I, you know, I assume it is still there. It was there last time I checked, and it's okay. been there for like ten years now almost. Right. But um, yeah, Sub Zero ice cream. Sub-Zero. And the, yeah, the owner is just a moron. He's a real <laughs> creep too. And that was a pretty cool job because you know he eventually learned to. I think he like kind of got a hint of it because as a manager guy suddenly disappeared. I don't know if he like died or like was killed or something like that. Okay. But eventually, I was put in charge of some things. But I got to go on like a couple of catering events. Wow! Um, around... Ice cream catering. That's, that's yeah. But crazy. because it was like such a it's unique, event. Oh, okay. yeah. unique thing, we bring maybe. like these yeah. little like to go nitrogen tanks. Wow! And so uh, there was one time that I got to cater an event at like a Hollywood Hills party. Really? How and old so were you in this? I was like sixteen, and that's so crazy. yeah. So I was doing so many different things at this point, but yeah. Um, so I pull up to this house. And I'm un- unloading all this stuff, and yeah. I bumped into this guy. Um, his name, I don't know if you ever, his name was Tazon Day. Have you ever heard that name before? Tazon Day. He is the guy that is famously known for the Chocolate Rain song oh. on YouTube. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I, that, yeah, okay, wow. Tazon Day. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up right now. Oh, yeah. For the listeners that don't know Chocolate Rain. Wow. This was like YouTube. Oh, this was huge. Before Logan well, it was, Paul came to It was like a teenage all. kid sounding like a old dude, I thought, singing yeah. a song I never heard of before. Tazon Day, it has 129 million <laughs> views on YouTube 13 years ago. And he lives in the Hollywood Hills because of that video, probably, I'm guessing, or what? No, he's oh. like a total failure now. He just I figured. So, I mean, it's, it's... So, this Hollywood Hills party, here we go. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the synthetic keyboard. Yeah. That's why. Wow. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, I feel like that was when YouTube was like starting was, to get more popular then or yeah, something like that. He was the, the godfather and grandfather of YouTube. But yeah, right. anyway, so I bumped into Tazon Day. Tazon Day, wow. And was it his birthday? No. Oh, okay. Good. That means so better. basically, okay. it was like, this was like when, when you remember Vine? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So oh, this was yeah, when seven like. Seven second clips or whatever? Yeah, yeah, this is when Vine was like blowing up. Yeah. And so it was basically like a party for a bunch of like little internet celebrity oh. kids. So I went there oh, and like. There was um, this little guy named. That's really rude to call him. They call him Big Nick, but it's like a he's like a oh, uh, like, oh a little person. Little person and yeah. then, but he was like famous and and um, there was a handful. Of, I met the monkey from um, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Was there just like the monkey? <laughs> and that was the second time I had actually met that monkey. <laughs> I promise. So the first time I met that monkey. <laughs> was at school he came like during an assembly do do most people in southern california have these type of like story okay i don't think so okay (laughs) i don't think so i just got the right place at the right time all right yeah i had this hollywood hills party and i meet tazon day um and everyone was super excited because apparently kendall jenner was supposed to be there but she never showed up okay um and i'm trying to think who else um logan paul was there um and which 
there was like nobody that like I really wanted to see. Right, kind of like the C list stars, if, yeah. if that even maybe. Right, but all of these people are like they're not celebrities, but they all kind of think they are, and what okay. that like ends up creating is a really really awkward bubble okay. so like people are so uncomfortable around each other because they're all just like taking their little seven second clips and like all being super embarrassing so when i whipped out the ice cream yeah. i became the life of this party right so i'm like this little insecure i got braces yeah and i'm this like this kid and i start whipping up these ice, ice cream. cream people and people are taking all sorts of videos on yeah. me i ended up on some like some videos that like got like like thousands and thousands of views and i don't know how many but um but the funniest part probably of that night was god i wish i could remember her name but this woman came up to me remember i'm like a 16 year old like little innocent child yeah she came up to me and she was probably like six one and she had the largest and fakest female body parts. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. That were that like st- like just stared daggers at you and like okay. they assaulted my eyes. Okay. Yeah. Um. But she just like wanted me to make her ice cream. Okay. And as like a 16 year old, I just like was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Around her. Yeah. Um. Ended up like I was like, who the heck was that? And she like introduced herself to me as if I was supposed to know. Yeah. I went on like Instagram later. I remember, I don't remember her last name. I remember her first name was Chantel. Okay. But she has like like eighty million Instagram followers. And I'm like, who even is this? It's just like some like real it's, weird yeah. like Instagram model type thing. Okay. Anyways, but and you made her ice cream. And I made her ice cream. But yeah. I was, put on a show and everything. Just yeah. Like, um, and I did it all for for the owner of Sub Zero Ice Cream, who was at the same time being robbed every night. Right. <laughs> That's more funny though. Yeah. At the bizarre that you're yeah. arranging still. I'm, I'm yeah, taken back by that. Yeah. Of all the celebrities that I have gotten to interact with, I think Tazon Day was probably my favorite because he was just like, like he made like one YouTube video where he didn't mean to go viral, but he right. did. Yeah. And that's all he's really known for. And yeah. It's like kind of a crappy thing that would be known for. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like a. Yeah. And so like go from there. he was there and he even he didn't want to be there. Like he's just like, like, you know, Logan Paul's just being Logan Paul, like, and he's just kind of like in the background, like I did Chocolate Rain, and <laughs> and like that's just kind of it. He's on day. <laughs> I did Chocolate Rain. Yeah, I, that's really funny. Gotta love, gotta love Taze on day. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh man. <clears throat> anyway, so we're gonna switch gears back into reality, and and yeah. you know, no longer live my glory days here. One thing that, um, so when you fill out the survey, that got me really excited because. Um, no one's ever done this before, but you wanted to ask me some questions. Of course. You were curious about some stuff about me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we all, well, we all, I think a lot of people would be. We, uh, it, you have a pretty crazy, small stories you, you snip yeah. in here and there, but then it's, uh, cause yeah, I'll start with like, so you were, you were a missionary kid. Yeah. In Papua New Guinea, yeah. right? How, how many how many years was this for? And were you born there? Or you... No. See, okay. I, I swear every time someone asks me that, the number changes every time. Because okay. I genuinely don't remember how long we were out there. Oh, I think we were right. out there probably like six years. Oh, which right. is which is actually a complete failure in the in the oh. term of that. Like, we were supposed to be there for like... I was supposed to like... We moved there, and I think when I was like eight. Oh, And okay. I was supposed right. to come back when like I graduated high school. My parents were uh-huh. still like supposed to be there yeah we had to come back for some like personal family reasons and some uh, health reasons gotcha, okay but um whereas like i have a friend named cameron who shout out to cameron love him to death he's a doctor now in texas i'm yeah. very proud of cameron but cameron was born there 
and then left after he graduated high school. So we're talking like okay. his entirety of his upbringing, and like that's extremely common. So yeah, oh yeah, right. So there's guys out there that grew up there, and that's okay. all I really know. So gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, for me, I was there for six years, and wow. um, it's enough to like have some like incredible experiences and stories, and like yeah. and even like. Because it's pretty tribal, right? Like it's yeah. Not, yeah. So like even like Cameron lived on the base. His dad was like the base doctor. Okay. So he lived on the base and um, mm-hmm. with like they had like a regular school and like a grocery store there. Okay. I mean, it's still like very radically different from what life is like here. Yeah. But like I lived in like the jungle with like you know the tribal people, so yeah. I probably had like more of a real experience in six months and he had in like right. 18 years yeah, when you see the jungle and trial i'm thinking of i think it's a tim um, allen in the jonathan taylor thomas movie it was a jungle to jungle i don't know if you remember that one it's a 90s movie i'm, I'm dating myself too much anyway they, they do a blow dart gun and I'm, okay. thinking, I'm, I'm picturing you out in the woods out in the woods <laughs> the jungle somewhere with some little blow dart gun trying to, we didn't have, trying to get a small game yeah well, it's to funny bring that, back to your family to feed for the night yeah or right they didn't have blow dart guns there okay um but it's funny that we my dad brought one in he had one like mailed to us a bullet okay. gun yeah and i remember we used to have geckos all around our house like geckos that would range okay. anywhere from like the size of like my pinky yeah. to like as long as my hand wow. yeah like right. pretty decent sized lizards yeah. that would just hang out around the house yeah. and you're not really supposed to kill them because they eat the mosquitoes and like the flies and stuff like okay. that so you kind of like you them, want them yeah. but they were like too fun to kill so <laughs> okay. Um, so we had a blow dart gun and we would sit there like on, like we'd be eating dinner at the kitchen table or the, the dinner, dinner table. Yeah. And my dad would pull a blow dart gun and just shoot a gecko from across the really? house. Like from See, across that, the that's kitchen. what I'm picturing. That's, yeah. that's what I think of. And he, would, okay. he would pin the gecko yeah. to the wall, right? Like at the base <laughs> of its head and just be stuck in the wall. That's crazy. And so we had a blow dart gun, but yeah. we didn't use it to actually hunt, but we used oh, okay. like, all sorts of other like bows and arrows and, yeah. and whatnot. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, so six years. Okay. And then you came back. Did you did we, before that were you in Southern California then before yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. So my parents met as much as like as much as it's a bubble where we live right now is yeah. as much a bubble in Simi Valley, California. Oh really? So my parents met okay. in first grade right. in Simi Valley. Um, they lived down the road from me at one another. All right. Um, they got they got married and then moved to New Guinea. And then when we moved back, we were talking about moving to Phoenix, Arizona. All right. And then ended up moving to Simi Valley again. And so we were back in Simi. So I was born okay. in West Hills, which is like 30 minutes from Simi. All right. And if it weren't for New Guinea, I would have been born, raised, everything in, in Simi mm-hmm. Valley, which Simi Valley is like, without traffic, is like 20 minutes from L.A. County. Okay. Um, and okay, yep. All right. like 30 minutes from North Hollywood area. So Gotcha. All right. Yeah, the suburbs like, of Los Angeles. Okay, different than San Fernando Valley then? That's like what I'm kind of... Yeah, it's okay. similar. It's a close in area. It's all kind of in that same gotcha. sort of like hour parameter okay. in traffic. So. so then coming up to here, and you've been here for, what, two, two years now? It'll be three years. Three years. It'll be three years in... July. July. Crazy. crazy. Yeah. I know. I, I've, yeah. I was thinking about that today is just how much like I've actually like made a life out here. Yeah. It's yeah. like, like my brother tried to move away to Montana. Okay. Six months later, he just didn't like it. He moved oh, back really? to Simi Valley. Simi Valley has a gravitational pull where like people try and leave okay. it, it and it back. sucks them back in. Yep. It's like the island and lost. <laughs> Where they finally escape, like we gotta go back, <laughs> going back to TV, baby. Um, but yeah, Simi Valley has a way of doing that. But like, yeah, I just realized, like, man, I've been, 
almost three years wow. and I have like a life out here. It's crazy. And so but lifestyle and, and I don't know, what are the, some of the biggest differences you noticed when you first came here and even still now, what do you say? Like, Oh man, this is just still. Yeah. Different. So one of the first things I noticed is just how boring things can be here. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. So, and like, yeah. I remember thinking, so like when I was trying to impress Becca, yeah. I was flying her out. You don't try to impress anymore. Is that what you I still do, but <laughs> yeah, it just I'm comes joking. so naturally now. But uh, when I was trying to woo her, I would bring—I brought her out to California. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I wonder if this is just like a mystical land to her. I wonder if it's just kind of like whatever. Yeah. Um, right. And now that I've been gone from California, I've been to California now. It's the longest I've gone since moving back to the United States. Yeah. It's been probably like 16 months okay. almost. It's a long time. No, not yeah. that quite. I went for like a short stint. Okay. But it's been a so, long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, but now I will see like pictures um, that my brother will post on social media or he'll yeah. send me on his Snapchat. And I'm yeah. like, wow, it really does look like a mystical land. Like there's palm trees <laughs> and it's sunny yeah. out. And yeah. like, you know, there's no like like rusted out trucks with like flags on. <laughs> like just like the classic country boys that we have out here. Like. It does feel like a mystical land to me now. Oh, it's so different, too. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy different. Yeah. And yeah, the first thing I noticed out here, one of the first things I noticed was a big pro-life billboard okay. in Montrose, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so you immediately notice, like, the political shift. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Where in California, like, if there was, like, a pro-life billboard, it would, like, be burned down yeah, within, sure. like, hours. Like, it just wouldn't last. Right. Um, but, yeah, so you just immediately get a sense of, like, oh, like, you're in, like, conservative country and this is yeah. like what that's like and there's a lot of like benefits to that and there's a lot of things that like are you know Different, whatever about yeah. it but um that was probably like the biggest thing is that used you know like i am like totally accustomed you know from living in a different country i'm accustomed to culture shock. yeah yeah so it felt not nearly as radical as moving to New Guinea or moving back to America, but it, I could definitely tell like things are just yeah. different out here because then you like, if it's home right when you think of home it's probably always it's tough to, when, you, when you grew up that that for that long it's tough to not have that yeah feel like home. so i actually don't feel like it's home anymore really yeah because i when i moved out here the first few months were really hard like really I, yeah. really hard yeah and i remember i was like just like lonely yeah. and the dodgers just lost the world series to the <laughs> red sox okay. in 2018 it was and okay. i remember just like and so as corny as it sounds i started looking up on the internet like literally like how to make friends as an adult. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I legitimately started that. doing that because yeah. I was like, I need to make, I need to make friends. Like, yeah. I can't, like, if I'm going to last and, like, live out here, you're gonna li- right. then I need to, like, right. sink my teeth into, like, relationships and, yeah. like, building lasting relationship, right. relationships with people. And so that's what I did. And so it wasn't long before, after, like, changing habits and, like, just being more intentional about friendships. Yeah. It wasn't long after that that I have, like, probably... 10 times more friends here than I do in Simi Valley. Really? Wow. Like, I have a couple really close buds in Simi Valley. Yeah. But, like, like out here, like, I have, like, two dozen, three dozen That's people. Awesome. Right, that I yeah. can just call up any time and just see if they want to get together or just have a talk with That's them. That's awesome, yeah. I do, like... Like I have friends out here where I just do, like, bonkers, like, stuff just to, like, like build my relationship with them. Yeah. So, like... You know, we mentioned John the other day. Yeah. I texted him the other day, and I don't know if how far away the text is. Let me see. I texted him the other day at 8 o'clock in the morning. I came out with this level of energy. 
This is what I sent to him at 8 o'clock in the morning. I can't believe I'm sharing this on the podcast. 8, 8 06 a.m. Yeah. on Tuesday. I just started singing to him. <laughs> That's it. Baby. I just started singing to John. Yeah. All right. And anyway, so like, and then I started doing that, that like weird prank to you. Yeah. Where I started texting you after every one of your basketball games, telling yeah. you what a great game you yeah. had. Yeah. And you're probably so confused as yes. how I knew about that. Yes. Anyways, yes. like those types of things, like I'm an extroverted person, right. but I just want to set my eyes on the fact that like, I'm going to have, I'm going to be everyone's most oddball friend <laughs> that they have and like when they think of like who's like the weirdest friend i have it's yeah, it's like, yeah, it's but anyway so no i don't consider senior valley to be home like yeah, i okay. miss um i miss the weather yeah. i miss um like my like i had like some really cool habits i would do like i lived like a very cool life out there yeah all right. um and i miss my family but like like I love my life out here now. That's I awesome. have like amazing yeah. relationships. I have a family out here now. I love my yeah. in laws, um, and yeah. So you know, I love life out here. Right. That's 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 really cool. Because I I I'd imagine changing gears from uh-huh. so many things to do out there to here. It'd be I mean a culture shock, but then it's more of a hey, I, I, you got to make that effort. Which yeah. sounds like you had, you had to do at one point. Deciding like I'm, I'm gonna actively yeah. work hard at wanting to be here. Yeah. Friendships are, are a lot of work. Like yeah. people talk about marriage being a lot of work, um, and it yep. is, but like being a really good friend takes a lot of yeah. like intentional effort. Like you got to start out having a kid like pretty soon too. So it's tougher yeah. to like, our uh, free time's a little bit different. Um, yeah. We have a kid. So it's, it's, uh, and then up here, a lot of people live here for a long time. So like for me, it's like, yeah, my whole family's here. I know my people yeah. and it's it's harder to get in, in right. groups sometimes it's like yeah, we're, we're good you yeah know, you can get that vibe probably sometimes so. yeah for sure but yeah you know i just started like you know i i, I just do this thing where i you know I'll, um sing to john over a, <laughs> over a voice message and i'll send it to yeah. him um and then there's like like when i'm in the car and i'm going on like a long drive yeah a lot of times i'll listen to podcasts like not only do i record podcasts i'm a huge podcast listener yeah, yeah. um but often i'll just use the time to call people i'll just like think of like whoever i've spoken to recently and i'll just call them up and it's yeah. like hey how you doing how's it going yeah so like i put a ton uh, of work into my friendships and i'm yeah. like super blessed to like like to be friends with you and to be friends with John and like just everyone that I'm friends with. Like, stuff, right? Yeah, like it's only been three years, but I have more friends now. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Than I've ever had. So. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot, and I've gotten to know some really cool people, and yeah. a lot of people have been on this podcast that I know that have, you know are all great and right. And uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know how much you want to get into then, like the next year. To, I think it's just next year, right? Is that the goal to? To start school, is, yeah, that yeah, is right. the goal. You know, we're we're looking at this January potentially the following fall. Yeah, I think the way that it might work out that's best for the overall like academic big picture is for me to go or for us to go um, in fall of twenty twenty two. Twenty two, yeah. So that'll only that, have that, a year soon. left of school at that point. Gotcha. And then we'll be able to jump right into right. Um, missionary training, and yeah. so. Yeah, it's pretty, you know, like, I really like our life here, but, you know, Beck and I both feel like, you know, we uh, we want to pursue um, yeah, ministry, awesome. and, and that could take form in a lot of different ways, but, right. um, yeah, I'm certainly, like, looking forward to that and a new adventure, and, you know, we go into Wisconsin at that point for a year, maybe more, um, right. and then, you know, from there, it's off to... Um, Missouri and Pennsylvania again. And okay, the further that, training so, stuff. And, yeah, gotcha. So, 
And yeah. do you have to like look into things as far as like when you do missions or you think about the field? Are there things where it's like, you know, I'm just going to pray about it? Because I mean, me, I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, I've just been doing accounting for 11, 12 yeah. years now. So is it something that you just pray about? Say, you know, I'm just going to trust the Lord and where we want to, where we want to go or where we should mm-hmm. go? Or does it just take, take a lot of research and saying, hey, you know, this area, I, I looked into this and this mm-hmm. is a good area? Or how, how much research and how much leaning I got? Yeah. Is it? You, I've been asked it a handful of times and honestly, oh, yeah. I just, we haven't quite gotten there yet. Oh, okay. So like right now, like we're just focused on the school part. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have like the idea of like what our plans would look like, but we just know that like, yeah. You know, such a good chance that God has his own plans, oh, right? Yeah, sure. So, right, right. so like, you know, ideally what it probably looks like is that we're going to go to school for a year and then I'll probably intern at the school for a year. Okay. Um, and then from there we'll make a decision that's a little more like concrete. It's like what we're going to pursue, where we're going to go. Yeah. Like I have like my pie dream is that ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a bush pilot. Like I would love oh, to, really? yeah. to go to like pilot school and like we're talking about a huge transformation from what I do now. Sure. Um, but I'd love to do that, but truth is, I'm I'm pretty colorblind. Um, it doesn't really affect me in my oh, day to day. I completely forgot. That's yeah, right. but you can't. For some reason, you can't be colorblind and be a pilot. And I'm not exactly sure that why. That's bizarre. Right? Yeah, like the two dream jobs I had as a kid was to be a police officer and be a pilot, and both, both those require. things both require not being colorblind. The wow. police officer thing, I totally get because right. you're in a courtroom. They have to identify what color uh, shirt okay. was so and so wearing or what color right. car. Well, you can't trust his testifying because he's colorblind. I get that, but flying a plane, I don't quite understand. That's bizarre. Um, But I'm sure there's an explanation for it. But yeah, so there's like obstacles like that. I could overcome that. There's like colorblind correcting glasses and all of that. Yeah. Um, But realistically, we're talking like seven years between getting my license and all of the hours and all of that. No, I'm that stuff, right? Yeah. And and part of me is like, man, I'm still I'm still super young. Like I could totally buckle down and do that. Like. If yeah. In any case, I could do school, pilot training, all that stuff. Yeah. And I'll be all done in my early 30s. Like, I'm good to go. Be done before my age right now. Yeah. You're, so, yeah, like, I'm, right. you know, I'm I'm good to go. Yeah. Up until about five seconds ago, I thought you were, like, 28 years old. But we'll no, keep, yeah, I'll, keep yeah. going. <laughs> we'll keep going. Thank um, you. Yeah, right. That's good. But That's uh, good. anyways, yeah. So, you know, there's, like, a few things ahead of us. Like, our, our big thing is that all of Becca's siblings are all serving overseas in some sort of capacity. Yep. Um, and so, you know, with my mother-in-law being a widow, I feel like I have a biblical responsibility to take care of her. And, sure. and I think that part of my ministry is to be there for her yeah. um, and allow my sibling-in-laws to pursue their ministries that are already established. And never even thought of it that, that yeah. way too. Yeah. So, right. yeah. so whatever we do, it'll either be stateside or, a really accessible country. Gotcha. Yeah. So I grew up in New Guinea. Um, New Guinea is extremely accessible visa wise, mm-hmm. um, travel time wise. It takes a long time. If we were right. needed like overnight for whatever reason, really, really tough to make that happen. Yeah. So I could see like Brazil happening or Mexico or Central gotcha. America type of thing happening. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, we're just kind of in mode right now of like we just gotta get to that point. Yeah. And oh, that makes eventually sense. Eventually, we'll cool. be able to make a decision, and we've talked about it, but it's all just sort of like pipe dreams. Right. If it were up to me, I'd be a bush pilot, a helicopter <laughs> pilot, and you know, it'd be super cool, and yeah. I'd have like a six pack and long hair. <laughs> but <clears throat> realistically, I'm just gonna be a little, <clears throat> little amazing doing something, and I don't yeah. know what that is yet. When talking about your jobs, I forgot to ask too about. 
because it sounds like you, you mentioned, I think, a podcast before about you were like 18. Um, you had a, a good paying job doing, yeah. what was it, graphic design or... Sure, yeah, I did or, a handful of things. Which, to me, it seemed like I, 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 there's no way I could have ever landed. I was working at Abercrombie & Fitch losing yeah. money at, at that age, and here you are having a, 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 you know, a good career starting yeah. at that. So, like, how, how did that happen and, and to us like i guess for me growing up in like yeah northeast pennsylvania upstate new york it's more of like yeah that's just what california people do they just yeah. it's a different lifestyle out there but yeah well so first of all i got extremely lucky okay so um i grew up with a dad who has a work ethic like a mule okay like yeah. like we were overseas and he was putting in work to learn the language but we came back to the united states with like no money mm-hmm. and we were living with this random old couple from our church that had like an upper stairs loft. Yeah. And so I called on my grandparents, but I have no biological relationship to these old people that we were just living with. Yeah. But like I saw my dad and I was like 13, 14 at this point putting in like crazy hours for a mobile screen business. Okay. So in the hot 110 degree California weather, he was working like 13 hour days, just putting screen doors in trying to build oh, this business yeah. to make things happen for us. And so I just got a really good look at like, like my dad was handed just really bad cards. Yeah. Um, and we, he, you know, he got taken away, you know, his dream job being a police officer. He wasn't a police officer anymore. Okay. He became a missionary and, and work started to accomplish that. Yeah. And then had that taken away. Um, and he just like got to work. And so right. I yep. think that That's like, I had a really good example to look to, but yeah. You know, my dad brought me in really quick and I'd go on some of his jobs with him. And but one of the things that he sort of let me um, get an eye on is is his like marketing thing. And so what he was doing was, which is I never seen done before, even then, is he would create these flyers Mm -hmm. and he was just a quick flyer about what the screen business is that he's doing, you know, window screens and screen doors. Yeah. Um, And he would. We would go and we he had like a little sticker that okay. would go with it, and it was, the sticker was stapled to the flyer, and then we'd go and we'd tape the flyers to the door of these people's houses. Okay. And I got all sorts of ladies yelling at me. I got a dog that bit my hand. I was bleeding all over the place. Like I got <laughs> okay. like you know I had a blast doing it. But yeah, we'd walk around all these neighborhoods, and we put flyers on doors and flyers on doors, and yeah. then we'd do that on like a Thursday or a Friday. And then my dad would drive through these neighborhoods on a Saturday. And it was basically like the Passover when you put like your blood on the doorpost. Yeah. Anyone that took the sticker it and wasn't put it anymore. on the, a certain prompted spot on the flyer, uh, that means they wanted a free estimate. So my dad would go knock on the door yeah. hey, saw you put your sticker there. Right. It's kind of like a really genius idea. It's just a lot of work when it's two people doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Normally a ton of team, work. But that's um, pretty crazy. And my brothers are both lazy. <laughs> and so often it was me doing it. And yeah. my dad would pay me a couple bucks here and there, yeah. you know, enough to, you know, go to the movies and, and flirt with chicks or something. I, I was so cool. And, and I, I was <laughs> so cool. flirt with chicks. But, yeah. um, but anyway, so I just got crazy lucky with marketing. And, okay. um, and you know, one thing my dad always told me, um, as a kid is that I grew up overseas and, you know, we live in a tribe and the only other English speaking people were, um, a, a, a Canadian couple that okay. were, they're like mid forties probably. Mm-hmm. And then a German couple who were in their thirties. And so I grew up and my only people I ever communicated with in English were mm-hmm. adults. And so I learned to communicate 
really, really well with adults at a really young age. Okay. Um, and so that really translated into marketing and sales. So okay. I got really lucky and, um, you know, I wanted to get like a, a big job, like a big boy job kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I had like kind of weird high school transcripts. I remember I went and I tried to join the army and they turned me down because they didn't trust me that my diploma was real. Really? Yeah. Like kind of nuts stuff. Um, stuff that like, I, I think that crazy. it was just God working in a really interesting yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, right. But, um, and so I created the best resume that I could and that it was mostly just highlighting my skills and abilities. And I just like threw that stuff out. Like it was, yeah. you know, I gave everyone my resume, but I ended up landing a job at, um, a window installation company. Okay. Um, in telemarketing and that's just where I got my start. And yeah. so I was in telemarketing and, you know, I got sat down in an office and I was just a kid at this point and, um, I think I was 17 at this point and, wow. you know, they gave me like a script and they just said, you just call this list as yeah. many times as you can. You just keep calling. Michael Scott. I'm yeah. Sure. yeah the Mark, exactly. Yeah, um, and so, you know, I was making like 150 calls a day. And I remember after the first wow. couple of days, I'm like, I just realized even as a 17 year old, I'm like, this script is trash. Yeah. And so as a 17 year old, I make a really bold move that I'm going to rewrite this script. Okay. Better. Because this list, I was calling our, our window customers and trying to sell them solar panels. Okay. And so I was like, shoot, I'm just going to, you know, improve this list. So I rewrote the list in my own words. I made it better yeah. and I rehearsed it and I went after it. And then in one week I sold like $80,000 worth of solar panels. Wow. And suddenly everyone like, just like, who's this yeah, like, what's going 17 on? year old Mason yeah. kid that's just all of a sudden cruising. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so I just got, went after it. Um, sorry, I got a text there. Yeah, um, good. I just went after it and. Um, you know, ended up selling a few hundred thousand dollars for the solar panels over yeah. a few months. Um, and ended up just getting promoted. Yeah. And, you know, the graphic design thing, it's funny that you kind of um, mentioned it, but it often gets like, so a lot of like businesses and people who are unaware of marketing, yeah. they like lump in marketing with like, well, if you do marketing, you do, then you must do graphic design. Right. And if you do marketing, then you must be a good photographer or videographer. Yeah. And the answer to that is no, that's not the case. Okay. But what I learned is that there's a huge market for people who want all in one yes. packages. Yes. So I just, I just went to learning. Like I, and like I mentioned before, like I learned how to get friends on the internet. Like yeah. that's the absolute truth is that yeah. if there's anything that you want to learn how to do, the internet will teach you how to do it. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> I just learned, like I just taught myself yeah. how to do graphic design. Stuff. Yeah. And that's so, crazy. and the biggest weapon I've had on my resume um, is that, you know, using, I, I had a few opportunities. I'm super blessed to have had those opportunities, but, um, I have spent in my lifetime, I've spent probably $45 million on advertising of other okay. people's money. Right? Wow. wow. So, yeah. but that speaks a huge language cause you can go to, you can go to, you know, college and get it, you know, a big fancy, you know, degree in marketing. Right. But like, you know, more than often, businesses are going to trust the guy that's already spent forty five million dollars on on advertising, and and so yeah, and so the graphic design, I just sort of taught myself like I'm not that great at it, but I'm I'm good enough to like get you know get through some projects and, yeah, and make yeah, a living off clearly, of it. Yeah, um, and you know, photography and videography the same, and like I just right. sort of like taught myself and. And again, I don't like marketing. I don't like my job a whole lot. Um, it just, it just sort of, 
you know, chose me in a way. Okay. And I sort of yeah. fell into it. And right. um, there's a huge market for it, especially in areas like like this area. Yeah. Because, like, the marketing is so, like, parallel with, like, big businesses, which are in, like, the big cities. Yes. And right. so a little more rural areas like upstate New York where there's, like, big businesses still. Yeah. And, and, and good population. Yeah. You know, they're dying for, like, marketing professionals who yeah. have all flooded the New York City to work for marketing agencies or... Yep. Or fled to you know the big cities to work for these marketing companies. And right. I'm like, I guess I'll just you know pick up the crumbs on Don the... Draper of Binghamton, New York. Or yeah. Something. So a, yeah. yeah. So you know, I just sort of yeah taught myself and I fell right. into it. And That's again, I feel like like crazy lucky. Like I I consider myself to be talented in that area, but like yeah. I just feel so lucky because you know like I, you know American Vision Windows took a chance on me and. You know, that company, like, taught me so much. And I'm so thankful for American Vision Windows. Right. And then, like, the next opportunity and the next opportunity, like, you know, there's... Well, like, it's cool because it wasn't, like... Because uh, a lot of times you hear stories of people that got to a position pretty quickly. It's like, well, my dad got me in here. Yeah. It's like, this seems like you were just... Well, I I started low. I was a telemarketer, and I yeah. I, I did my thing, and... That's like yeah. I'm where I'm at now. Yeah, well, there's is... one one thing I've learned, and even like my current job now, um, they weren't supposed to tell me this, but um, I told my dad as I was like interviewing for this job, and yeah. I was like unemployed, and a lot of people were nervous for me. Yeah. And he asked me like, "How are you feeling about it?" And I said, "Honestly, I really want the job, but if someone comes along that is more qualified than I am, he's probably gonna get it because." I just feel like this job in particular, it's not something I've done a ton of. It's something yeah. new, which I'm really glad about. Um, but I just think that someone else will probably get it if someone comes along. Yeah. My boss told me the other day that they passed on a guy who has a decade of experience in a master's degree in healthcare administration. Oh. <laughs> and they passed on, on that guy for me because they felt that like my personality was really desirable for the culture. Killed the interview. That was the... Yeah, yeah so right. um, there's one thing that like... I preach and one thing I believe very firmly in, and that is that like college is fantastic because it'll teach you a lot of things that I'm still trying to learn. Yeah. Like organization skills, deadline skills to get those types of things done hundred yeah. percent. But, um, experience and a personality will trump yes. a college degree every single time. And that's how yeah. that's shown. No one's ever passed me up because I didn't have a college degree. Like my, yeah. when in, like, I don't even have an education portion on my resume. <laughs> I just threw it out. Well, yeah, it makes sense. I have them nothing on there yeah. that I want them to see anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, like if anything, I have, you know, but so, yeah, I learned at a really young age that like college degrees are awesome. I have a a friend of mine, um, his name is Carlo, um, love Carlo, and Carlo has a college degree and he graduated um, summa cum laude, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, one of the smartest guys I know, goofball, love him to death. Yeah. Um, he just got his first job and I'm so excited for him. It's like a really great job. And I really only heard him talking to my little brother, Matthew about it. Yeah. Um, but I've been able to, I would say make myself parallel to him like that. You know, he got a great college degree from a great university. Yeah. Um, and love him to death. They would probably pass on him for me if he and I were competing against one another in an interview really? because people take experience experience that's yeah. true and like i i've had a bunch of jobs i don't think i've ever not been offered a job in after an interview really yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah I think I just like, that's I, pretty cool. Though, I right? have it down and like I, wish, <laughs> I have it down. I have it down and like yeah, like there's just certain things. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's probably like a narcissistic thing that I need to like watch out for. But I think that like a lot of times in interviews, like I'm able to identify exactly what they're looking for. Right. And right. I if I'm if I'm like qualified for that, and I know I'm good at that. I'll pursue the job. Yeah. And at that point, like I know what they're looking for. And I'm able to judge their questions and give them an answer based off of what I know they're looking for. Right, right. So that sounds like a psychopath, a serial yeah, killer. I mean, but... I think you're, you're, you're catching the vibe. I get yeah. that's the right word. But it's more of like, yeah, I, I, I get what you guys are doing here and I see what you need. Yeah. And uh, can I do that or not? Yeah. I can, I can pretend it in an interview, but is that really what I want to do? Right. And you kind of go from there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's how I ended up here, and yeah, and again, like I'm looking to do a huge career change. Right. Oh, um, absolutely. This is not at all what I want to finish life as. Right. Um, because you know, like I've had jobs where like the marketing, the sales went hand in hand, and it's just like it doesn't drive me to pursue yeah. sales figures and um, and marketing numbers, and like it's just not my passion. My passion's yeah. people, and so that's what I'm pursuing in the future. But yeah, absolutely, still super lucky that you know, God has used all of these opportunities to provide for me and my family. And like, you know, like, gosh, throughout the last few years, like, you know, I worked for a college that went under and I worked right. for a nursing home in the middle of a pandemic, handling all of their marketing and PR. Yeah. And I had to leave there cause I was doing TB treatment. And like, so I, I'm just looking to settle into something for a little while, but you know, we're kind of, yeah. we're looking to switch it up too. So. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty crazy. That, yeah. That's, that's a lot of... Yeah, it's been nuts. It's been nuts yeah. for sure, man. But yeah. anyways, but yeah, so, you know, I got two kids and a wife and, you yeah, know, you, you got two kids and... Yes, uh, right. And a yeah. wife and I, our wives, I think, they grew up... You, they were the same church yeah. and same youth group. I mean, I, I guess, I don't know how different in age they are. I mean, yeah, I'm friends sure. in, in the youth group, I thought, but I, I, I wasn't really there, but yeah, <laughs> I assume so. Yeah, there's like a cult group of, of South the Milford um, girls that went to the youth group. It's yeah. Angel and Becca and, and uh, your wife, so. Yeah. But anyway, so um, last thing I want to talk about on here, I would love to, you know, one thing, um, you know, I know God has been like bringing you through. Yeah. You know, yeah. the last two, three, almost three years, probably. Yeah, two and a half now. Two and yeah. a half years is, you know, tell me about your daughter, Mandy. You have two sure. daughters. And yeah, right. first yep. of all, before we get to Mandy, who's a very special, special person, Nora rules also. <laughs> like, I just want to like. <laughs> no, I appreciate um, you saying that because it is, it's tough. Yeah. And may I'll start with that. It's, it's tough to make sure the balance is equal mm-hmm. and that uh, it, it's not attention one over the other. And I think we're, we're doing that, you know, as yeah. best we can at home. But yeah. yeah. I ran into your, to your wife and Nora at Target once. Yeah. Daughter and, Nora. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, hey, Nora, how's it going? Yeah. And then and your wife was like, that's Mason. Remember? Becca's husband. And oh, like, yeah. I don't know if I know him. And that was it. Anyways, that made me laugh. But so yeah, tell me, tell funny. me, um, tell me about Mandy. Sure. Yeah. So uh, no, Mandy. She uh, she was born uh, yeah two and a half years ago, and uh, very quickly we realized you know something something was wrong. So she has what's called alternating hemiplegia of childhood, um, super rare, ultra rare neurological disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in a million people. I think there's two two thousand people in the world wow. that have it. So it, it's super rare. 
Um, and, and we found, I think, second day of life when we were at the hospital. Um, she had whatever, I mean, I still remember, just like yesterday, because it's, uh, it's pretty traumatic, but they said, oh, hey, uh, yeah, your daughter has seizure. We're not sure what's going on, but uh, we'll let you know. And, and it was like four o'clock in the morning. So we're oh, like, man. all right, uh, okay, okay. And then, you know, they come out, maybe, maybe it's time for you to come out and see what's going on. And I still remember walking down this, this hallway and it's just nurses all lined up the side, like looking around, like we have no idea what's going on with your kid. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, you know, she had her, free, it wasn't a true seizure, but it was an event, you know, some type of episode that she has with it where uh-huh. she, she would stop breathing. Um, so it was pretty, pretty, threw, threw everyone off pretty bad. Um, and so from there, I think I mentioned too, of, at that point, then they took her in an ambulance over to a NICU. So mm-hmm. the local hospital here didn't have a NICU where she was born. The other one did, so I had to take her there. Is that in Syracuse? Uh, no, so it's it was at uh, I probably mentioned yeah Lord's Hospital where she was born. We had okay. to go to Wilson Hospital. Okay, so gotcha. they're they're like three miles away. Gotcha. But one has okay. a NICU and one doesn't. Yeah. Um, so they're going to the hospital that has a NICU because she needed to be there. She's still having a hard time breathing. And uh, I remember we were following the hospital, the the ambulance to it to the hospital. Just me and my wife Kate. I remember that was a time where it's like uh, things are going crazy, but there there was a sense of peace. And part of it was it was out of our hands at that point. What are you going to do? But I remember talking to my wife saying, hey, you know, uh, no matter what happens, you know, we, we will be okay. Because mm-hmm. um, I hear a lot of times when uh, something traumatic like that happens in a family, you never know. The divorce rate sometimes higher it's, or it just yeah. puts stress on the family. So I, th- I want to make sure that she knew, like, hey, it, it, it's going to be okay. And then uh, I remember thinking of, I won't keep this long. <laughs> Two days in, I won't get the whole yeah. story this this long. But and and, and I'm gonna think of, of Peter in the water, where it was if he when he focused on Jesus, he, he could flow on the he could you know mm-hmm. rise above the water. But when he took his eyes off Jesus, when he sank, so at that point, I think that's where it started. Like every time through this whole two and a half journey of just keeping the focus on Christ and not on the situation, the the yeah. water, and 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 if you focus on that, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna drown. You're gonna yeah. sink. You're gonna lose sight of what the point is in your life. Um, so kind of. That was the start of it, where it was more of like, yeah, I got to keep a focus on, on Christ because that's where it's mm-hmm. going to get through. Um, so, yeah, you know, fast forward up to now, two and a half years, and we've, we've gone through several different things. But she's, you know, at a baseline, she, she does very well. She, she uh, um, let me explain some of the issues. So, some of the issues that she has now with, with HC um, there would be dystonia, which is uh, uh, cramping of bodies of the arm and legs. Mm-hmm. Um, paralysis is, is a big one, too. So, it can happen sometimes it's too much stimulation it can cause it uh sometimes just random they're random and it could be half her body whole body just arm or leg um like this i think she's on day eight of a paralysis episode now um where she can't even sit up or do anything so we're just holding her uh and doing that the whole time but you, you look at just before that and she was kind of starting to stand and, and walk assisted and do a bunch of things that we really didn't know what was going to happen um because there's, there's definitely a uh a range of where it can go yeah. um but uh yeah so that, that's a quick i mean i keep i'm more than happy to keep going but that, that's yeah. that, that's the main thing and and um uh, yeah i don't know if you know how, where you want me to go from that, yeah that point, well, but, i appreciate you sharing with me i mean yeah you know from from our perspective you know there's gosh there's so many questions i can oh no you. sure and it's um, it's when it's your kid it's it's uh it's a deep hurt, you know. I mean, anytime I, I used yeah. to be the, the guy, the dad that was like, "Oh, Nora's got a cold." Oh, I'm really, you know, it just bothers yeah. me. Just in that now, it's different now, where it's like, yeah, it's, there's it's some of the bigger episodes now. It's just still have these breathing episodes where she just stops breathing entirely, and those yeah. are terrifying. They, those are yeah. so terrifying. Um, and I mean, we've called nine one one several times on that. She's had. 
10 or so inpatient stays in hospital over the mm-hmm. over the past you know two years and all that but yeah i mean we have oxygen she's always around we always bring oxygen with her for events like that yeah um but uh unfortunately those aren't all the time yeah um so you know we, we always make sure not to scare people when we come in with her and all that but uh yeah cause she, she is very you know very uh, sociable and, and like be around people and all that stuff so she has a really good we call baseline like when she's there's yeah. nothing wrong going on it, it is really good and that's what we try to try to keep yeah um but the, the bad it can be can be can be really bad yeah what she struggles with end up you know the seizures and and, and the disorders and all that stuff that yeah. she does so yeah. yeah is there any like treatments available for this or? yeah yeah so um no, currently there's nothing that can cure it or treat it. Um, most of it's just trying to stop the, the episodes and the, mm-hmm. and the things from, from taking over. Um, I mean, something they're looking at now, which has shown some more promising results, is gene therapy and gene editing stuff. And uh, so just recently, I think it was January this year, um, there was uh, down at Duke University, they have a mouse model. They had to start an animal model. They had these mice that have AHC. Hmm. And they, they inserted a gene therapy, so it's just where... At HC, it's it's a mutation in your genetic code in one gene, the ATP1A3 hmm. gene. And uh, if you can insert the correct gene into the right place into the brain, it actually fixes the, these mice. So they able to found out they, they, they did that. They, they had these mice that had HC. At a certain day old, they inserted this you know, through a shot, this uh, gene therapy into them. Hmm. And they found out, hey, they, they don't have paralysis right now, and they, they fixed them. Which is it's groundbreaking that not many you know disorders yeah. have that type of thing. So which is huge. Um, it, the tough part with it is that it's a very rare disease, so there's not much money in funding. So yeah. that's why we do the the golf tournament that you yeah. so graciously have, <laughs> have come part of. Um, but uh, uh, who's else is gonna kill those squirrels? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, we have fun doing fun doing that, and I think there's a lot of HC parents that do some fundraising thing of some kind. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's you know, part of it. And then, and there's a few other things looking at too, and as far as the gene editing stuff that, um, it's showing a lot of promising results that they had, that this will work. And I, and I do think in our lifetime, we'll see the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. It'll help more people that are going to be diagnosed with it down the road where they might not have hardly any symptoms. Yeah. Um, cause I think now they're in the space where gene editing is similar to gene therapy. Mm. They fixed, uh, uh, progeria, which is another disease. That's the Benjamin button disease. So it's the people age really quickly. Yeah. Um, and they've found the mice that they've they've essentially cured it in, in mice and gene editing. And the wow. people that cured it are now working on HC, which is it was a huge thing to get. Yeah. Um, that's so, that, great. so hopefully, I think in a year and a half, they'll have some results in that where they're going to find if it works. So, yeah, while, while there's no cure now, and, and it's, you know, I don't want to say doom and gloom, but it's just tough because you kind of see, you'll, you'll see decline eventually. Like she's gaining a lot now, eventually, starts seeing decline. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of uh, hope, I guess, in, yeah. in, in that. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so what is like, so there's one thing I know, um, you mentioned if she gets too stimulated. Yeah. So going over to your house a couple of times, it's always like dimly lit. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more like what, what that what sure that is? Yeah, so we normally have, it's like a warm cave, I think is what we call it in the winter, where it's like we try to keep it like strict room temperature, like 71, 72, like all the time. Mm. Uh, so it's pretty much, I think the only can try to think of it is like if you're in a, if you're sleeping in your bed and it's like really dark, you got the covers on, it's a cold room, but you get covers on and someone comes in and they rip off the covers, turn on all the lights and start blaring music. Like you'd be like, Oh, what's going on? And for her, it would be too much. It would just be too much. The, yeah. All those stimulation is, uh, stimuli gotcha. would be, or those are the triggers, I guess you'd say. So what happened is, you know, if your eyes might get start 
doing some weird stuff and then she probably could go into a dystonia or paralysis then because mm-hmm. um, it just uh, uh, the, the gene that's causing that issue there it's 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 uh, the sodium potassium pump not to get too scientific with it but the sodium potassium pump yeah, no, which creates energy so yeah it's yeah. it's uh, one of your main energy sources uh, to, to respond to stimuli to stimuli or whatever that you're facing hers is kind of broken in a way so it's the body saying hey we need more of this energy from this certain pump yeah. and it just isn't working so it, it causes some yeah. type of episode so it's yeah, gotcha. a very simple way of a very scientific thing i'm yeah. trying to explain but yeah. yeah how much did you guys end yeah. up raising at the golf tournament there's a, uh, lot, of, a lot net of yeah so we netted about thirty thousand, which is wow. insane i can't take any credit for it i will say it's my mother-in-law uh vicky she yeah, did she crushed it all the work i mean really it's it's it is scary, scary the amount of time and work she puts into that and how well she does. I mean, you, um, did, you delivered a pretty awesome speech. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I recall a pretty good speech. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, well, oh, well, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, but I'm making 30000 the first year is, is huge. I, I was hoping yeah. to make five to ten to, to start yeah. that. And then, uh, well, yeah, that, that was. That's astronomically huge, really, yeah. to, to do that. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next golf. August tournament. 28th. August 28th. 2021. Yeah. I think we can fly ours out. So. Let's see if I can get Siri to. <laughs> Put in the calendar August 28th golf tournament. Never works when you want. Yeah. It there you go. That's you right. I mean? That's right. Never it works knows. when you want it to. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's great, man. I'm looking forward to that for sure. And, yeah, thanks uh, again for doing it too. That's, that's, oh yeah, that's I mean, I, if anything, like it reminded me like how much I enjoy like playing golf, like just getting. Uh, okay, there, yeah, like, good, good. Um, that's a nice course too, and, yeah, and we had great weather that last time too. Yeah, last year that was yeah, awesome, great so. course, a great, great course, and then my very first swing, I missed the golf ball entirely. <laughs> so we ended up finishing at par, which I'm really proud of. That, that's that's really is that's pretty decent. I feel good about it. Yeah, I would. So, I would. Um, yeah. So through all of this, you know, how how is like how is you know if this isn't too personal a question, yeah, like, please. How how are you able to manage your marriage? Yes, yeah, it's it's different. So it's in the sim- similar to how like you have to be more purposeful in your relationships. And, and again, mm-hmm. I say this, and if my wife hears it, she'd be like, "Oh, that sounds nice. Why don't you do more of that?" Yeah. You have to be more purposeful, I think, and and making sure like. Your wife's gonna attention same way that we make sure Nora's gonna attention because for a long mm-hmm. time it was like hey Nora go to grandma and grandpa for two weeks go to grandma and grandpa we're in the hospital because we don't know what's going on Mandy so then you try to make that time up and I think we're doing yeah. better now similar to with with me and Kate where it's more of a um, you make sure that our time together is useful and it's not just like uh, hey we're here whatever. You're trying to make it like a, a value, like, hey, I, I want to show my love for you and how you need to be shown, whether yeah. it's, you know, you know, love languages and making sure that's understood. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, same for me, it's a bit of a respect in how, how she shows that. Um, so it's just, it's more effort yeah. um, and more purposeful. So sometimes it doesn't come as organically as where it's like, hey, yeah, it's, it's you know, because mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of times we do, it's, it's a lot of care you feel like a, a nurse in the house almost like, like yeah. we're a nurse in the house taking care of mandy so it's a little bit you take more purpose for it so yeah it, it's just more effort i think yeah. um it's certainly yeah, doable you, but... yeah you use the word purposeful and the word yeah. i've used is intentional Inten- yes right yeah, yeah i think those those are great words and like yeah. you know um yeah i've had to like learn to be more intentional with becca because sometimes it's just so easy to just like kick back with her and oh, not yeah. even think about like what you're doing and right how much i'm on my phone and, or... and i'm saying this and i'm I'm like the worst 
abuser of it. I feel like there's so many times where it's like, <laughs> it's you know, just like gonna you're vegging out, it. you know, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but, well, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah. I know, um, gosh, like one thing that, uh, you know, I pray for my kids every night. Yeah. And I pray for them like 12 times a day. Yeah. And like. Um, I just know how fortunate we are and, and, you know, we sure, pray for you guys sure. all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, we appreciate that. Of course. You know, yeah, um, yeah, we love to think about you guys and pray for you guys and, yeah. and we love you guys a lot and yeah, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast I, and I'm glad and, I could do it. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry I dodged and, it for so long. Most of the time yeah. it wasn't purposeful, but it was. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry that we, yeah. you know, I wanted to talk more, but you know, and, and gosh, I'm just yeah, happy no, to have great. you as a friend and, and, uh, you know, we'll do another episode another day too. Yeah, I dude, already, I, yeah. I'm already talking to John about coming back for episode yes, two and yes, reach yes. back out to Mervin. I got more questions for him. Yeah, good deal. Season here. two. This is a, yeah, yeah, I've got more questions. I've got people that say, hey, you should have asked you know, the guy that you know used to be Amish about this or about that. Yeah, all right. I, I was like, you're that. right. I should have. So I got to get him back. But yeah, um, anyways, Mike, thanks again for, for coming on, man. And yeah. uh, appreciate it. And, you know. Yeah, if there's anything we can do for you guys, you know, we're always here. But yeah, most thanks, of man, man. let's just hang out, watch basketball or something. Yes. All I'm right. All for it. All right. Thanks, yeah. man. All right. Cool. Call it an episode. Cool.